Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, Unplugged, a day in the life of flow. And this was inspired by a listener who submitted this question. I would love to see a day in the life of Dr. Lara in flow. What does this actually look like in practice? How do you transition from the different stages intentionally? So what this listener is referring to is the four stages of a full flow cycle. It always starts at the top with struggle, and that's with the norepinephrine and cortisol, right? Let's be honest. Sometimes you don't want to do a task, whether it's something you don't want to do or even something you like doing. There's always a little element of the skills and challenge has to be balanced. Otherwise, if it's too easy, you can't get into flow. And if it's too hard, it's overwhelming. So there always starts with a bit of struggle. Then the second phase of a flow cycle is release, some kind of a release activity that allows you to forget about everything around you and really dive into that focused flow task. Flow is that third stage of a flow cycle where the deep work happens. And then on the final fourth stage is the recovery where you unplug, you reset, you rebalance, and then you begin again. So let's break down a typical day in my life, which I'll be honest, here's the disclaimer, there is no typical day, no two days look alike, because I do have many different hats that I wear. I'm a consultant helping uh, companies find anti-burnout practices, more creativity with their residents, their medical students, and their hospital staff. I also speak. I'm a mentor in my Catalyst studio, and I'm a physician who treats our Wisconsin and Illinois patients in my clinic. So there's a lot of things I'm doing, which means I have to be really diligent and intentional about my systems. And I say the word systems because I like that better than routines. Routines sound boring and monotonous, right? But systems are designed to support a goal, to support your optimal energy. And systems can be changed and dismantled and rearranged. And when they don't work anymore, they should. And you should challenge those systems. So my ideal day and flow begins the night before where I set the ideal conditions for me. And this is after years of living in this meat suit skeleton. So I know that if I need to be at my best, I need to be in bed by 10. I also benefit from Yoga Nidra and I love Insight Timer. So I have a bookmarked library of about 20 Yoga Nidra um episodes that I really love, you know, calming my mind down. It's a guided meditation for those that aren't familiar. And it walks you through somewhat like a body scan where you focus your attention on different body parts. And this is a great supplement to any meditative practice and breath work. And it's great to calm yourself down. I also sleep best if I fast at least two to three hours before bed. So I try not to have any snacks, but I do love nighttime tea and I'm a big fan of Pukka tea, P-U-K-K-A. If you haven't tried them, their nighttime tea is amazing and I sleep amazing after every cup. I also like to 
partake in a sauna sometimes in the evening, especially in the winter in Wisconsin. And I know that alcohol just does not do me well. So five, 10, 20 years ago, I may have had enjoyed a a glass of wine with dinner and I really don't do that at all anymore because that is not setting me up for the best me the next day. So I just don't. Um, The only time I may enjoy a glass of wine is at a celebratory event. And it's with proper buffering, taking activated charcoal, making sure my diet is dialed in so that I don't have such a fallout afterwards of fatigue and brain fog. Um, But that is what works for me. The other system that I need to have set in place before I wake up the next day is my calendar is planned. And I usually do that on a Sunday because our brain works best when we separate planning and execution. So the last thing I want to do is wake up on my day and go, okay, now what do I need to get done? You know, that's very reactive. So I'm very proactive and I like to plan and color code the blocks of things that I need to accomplish. So I'll have my set schedule on my Google calendar and there'll be some wide empty spaces And what I like to do is fill those spaces with certain tasks, depending on when I can predict my energy will be good. For example, if a task is going to take a lot of brain power, I might put that in a morning slot that doesn't have an appointment. And afternoon slots generally get busy work, things that just need to get done, but don't take a lot of thinking. So with that being said, those are my setting conditions for the night before that I've already had my calendar planned. I've got my yoga nidra, my bedtime, no alcohol, no food before bed. Um, and I'm feeling relaxed. So then I wake up. Now, my morning conditions are I'm up, I'm showered, and occasionally I will do a cold plunge in my bathtub. I found a great way to hack this where I freeze nine water bottles in my freezer. And then the night before, I put them in a tub full of cold water. So by the time I wake up, it is about 47 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Perfect. And I can only go one minute, 30 seconds so far. It's pretty cold. So I really like that to start helping me elevate dopamine. And speaking of dopamine, I wait to have my first sip of caffeine until 90 minutes after I've been up, which means if I wake up at six usually, then I'm not taking my first sip until 7.30. And the reason is that's allowing me my natural cortisol awakening response. We want that to be as natural and uninhibited by other substances. So I really like that for me because it makes me feel like I'm waking up naturally and living in Wisconsin in the winter, it can be challenging. It's dark. It's dark and cold. So that cold plunge can be kind of challenging and I'm not saying it happens every day, but when it does, my day does run smoother. And then I have Moober duty, which for those that have known me talk about it affectionately and also sometimes with some frustration, it's a lot easier now that I only have one child at home and I really miss having all three. Um, It's like air traffic control where you're running here and there with the car, but it was such a welcome piece to be able to be in their world and have these conversations. And I really miss that and embrace that. So When I started my business seven years ago, it used to really frustrate me that I had to start right after I dropped him off at school and end right before school let out. And I felt like it was unfair. I didn't have a full work day to get things done. But guess what? When you have a container like that, you are creative and fast and productive. So it actually worked to my benefit. 
Fast forward to now, I only have one child to drive around, so I really cherish my mover duty. And so on the way to work, you might hear us listening to classic rock. You might hear us jam out to hip hop, um, even old school 90s Missy E. We have a wide variety of musical tastes, but it's a wonderful time. And after he's dropped off at school, then I have my opening system for my office. I open the door. I embrace all my senses. We're talking essential oils and the air diffuser. I'm turning on lights. I am making sure that the environment feels comfortable. I have one thing for every place, right? Everything has its place and a place for everything. So I have my desktop consistent. I don't have to adjust anything. My sit-stand desk is exactly where I like it. And I start looking at ways to limit my disruptions. So most days my sign at the front of my office is closed. It says it's closed, although it's not. I'm here and working. But that's to limit the traffic from our downtown square. It's a beautiful downtown square and super cute. So a lot of people look inside my windows and think I'm a coffee shop because I have art on the walls and it smells good and and I'm not. And so I used to be open a lot more to the public, but I've learned that that just limits my productivity. So when patients have an appointment, they know, they knock and they come right in and I open the door for them. So I make sure my sign is closed. I'm limiting other disruptions like putting my phone in another room or other ways that I know I need to stay focused, which means I set a timer. And so this is beginning my work day. So what I do is I open my computer and set my timer for my first flow block. And that can be a different time depending on what it is. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes, but it's whatever time I have in front of me. And I set a timer so that I know I won't be late. Because one thing that my brain does and all of our brains do If we're worried about time in the background, we aren't able to fully just deeply go right into flow. So I set my timer to remind me when the next appointment is, open up my laptop, and guess what I avoid first? I avoid email because that is a horrible time suck and not a good use of my freshest brain. So I avoid all the email and start with the most important task. Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code PODCAST for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. 
It's all here at The Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. And that might be different on each day. It might be pre-charting for the patients that day. I'll open up their charts, get them all ready and prepped. Doesn't take long. Or I might be recording a lab interpretation video because I just got some new lab results. Or I might be designing an infographic uh, for the next month's premium subscription box. Or maybe I'm making new content for my mentees inside the Catalyst Studio. Um, Maybe I'm planning for my next speaking engagement and creating a flyer. There's so many different ways that I'm using that first flow block. And I go in there at whatever takes the most brain power and I'm enjoying it. And I know I have the timer ready to remind me that my next appointment is happening so I can fully just leap and jump and get inside that activity. So then when that block is done, and the timer goes off, I use that opportunity to do some breath work, a state change, right? It might mean checking in with my body and does it need movement? Do I need to walk around the block real quick? Do I need to stand and stretch or do a little dance or just sit and quietly think and tune into my breath? There's a lot of things. There's the lion's breath. There's a lot of different ways to use my breath depending on the energy or the emotion that's distracting me or something that needs to be processed. Sometimes I just sit or stand or stretch or sometimes scroll. I might just go on TikTok for some levity. But I use those tiny five to 10 minutes to do whatever would make me feel best for the next flow block. Now, the next block can be appointments. It might be a patient. It might be a virtual meeting. It might be creative work. Um, But it's always based on a system of timers so that I know I can relax and I don't have to always be watching the clock. In Zoom, they have a great set of uh, timer in the app section if you look on the menu bar and it puts a timer on screen so you know how long your appointment is. And I love using those because it just makes me more strategic on what I say and do. And so that is really how my day goes. It's rinse and repeat with another intentional state change at the end of that flow block and then another block. The idea is knowing my conditions and I would ask you the same question. So in my mentoring and coaching sessions, when people are trying to find their own cadence of flow, I ask them questions like, how many patients maximum would you like to see per day? How many of those are new patients? Because that's a different energy. And it's being honest with yourself and not comparing yourself to other people's versions of what they do. For example, I feel best if I only limit myself to two new patients per day max, because one day I saw three. And that was a hot mess. I did it, but I wasn't feeling really good. So from then on, I learned. And that's what you'll you'll do too. You'll learn through experience that that day didn't feel good to you. And you learn this better and easier and faster when you're always doing calendar planning because you'll get to look back and see what happened and what went sideways that week that made your week or your day feel off. And you learn through trial and error. Another thing that I've learned in my conditions is I like to have two different kinds of appointment capabilities, a virtual or in-person, because sometimes if I want more flexibility to be working from home or from a hotel room, I will close any in-person options and only have the virtual available. It gives me a great flexibility so I can control my energy and I can have more freedom. 
I also like to use Boomerang all the time. Boomerang is a plugin for your email, for Gmail, and you can use it to pause your inbox so you don't see that you have 50 email messages. But you can also use it to boomerang the email message back. So it's kind of like this, you know, touch it once idea where you see something and if I open it, oof, I don't want to forget about it. So then I boomerang it to come back in an hour or in a week because a lot of emails are not necessarily urgent. So I have my own system of, okay, beginning of the month isn't so good for some of these other emails. Let's punt it for a week later. It will come again fresh in my inbox and maybe I'll be able to deal with it then. I also like to check in with my body frequently. And that is definitely great for flow because flow is about managing what's going on in your state of your body and your mind and your emotions. So checking in and doing a feelings wheel. What am I feeling? Where is that living? What does it need? Do I need to be still and give it more space? Or do I need to move and work it out? That helps me stay on top because 1.30 in the afternoon, that's my struggle. I struggle. I'm filming this right now at 2 p.m. And this was a task for me because normally I film my podcasts in the morning. But today I thought, you know, I'm going to put this test in place for flow. And I did some breath work and some movement and I got into another flow cycle. And so here I am filming a podcast episode because 1.30 is hard for me. It's that dead time where I know three o'clock's coming. I'm going to have to start doing mover duty again. So I have this waiting zone feeling where I'm just in waiting mode. Like, what can I do? And so usually it's the small, busy tasks that I'm doing right now. Answering an email here or there, watering my plants in the office, checking my mail, paying a bill, those kind of small tasks that take zero brain space is usually what I'm doing at this time. But you can ebb and flow with the energies of the season and of your calendar and of your family's needs. So this is why I love what I do, especially running a membership practice in medicine. It allows me that flexibility to ebb and flow and adjust. And always, always find a container for your ideas because we all have ideas. And I have a journal, but I also have Trello. I love Trello. It is a great way to just capture any of those errant ideas running around in your head that happen at any moment in your day. It can take you completely out of flow. You could even be in the grocery store having these ideas. You could have them everywhere. And what a tragedy it would be if they're lost. So get them out of your brain. Put them in Trello, which is a digital app like a bulletin board or in a journal. So that way you know consistently they are in one spot. The more you condition yourself to capture those great ideas, put them down, and have a place to know where to find them, the more you can act on them and you can make better decisions because sometimes in the moment we get caught up in that dopamine of a great idea and it may not be a great idea in 72 hours. So use that snooze button liberally. I do that all the time. I comb through my great ideas Um, every week. Part of my planning is I look at my Trello board and I put which idea needs to go on what day and where I need to execute that. And sometimes I look back on Sunday at these great ideas, quote unquote, and they're not so great or urgent. And in fact, they might take a little more work than I need and I don't really want to. So they get snoozed for a whole quarter. Nobody says a great idea has to be acted on now. And the best part of being a catalyst practitioner is you know how to make immediate impact with small, tiny 
moments. You know how to control that energy, to protect that energy, to find your flow and honor your own cadence because then it's effortless. All you do is a few teeny things and you are a catalyst practitioner. So thank you for listening. I hope this helps you with some more ideas on how you can capture flow in your day as we redesign healthcare with more creativity and less burnout. And I welcome your questions. Submit them on my website or on the podcast. Please rate and review. And if you're interested in learning more, I do have a catalyst kit that walks you through some of my favorite time management systems. So if you're curious about systems, I'll put the link in the show notes here. And I hope you have a wonderful day and keep coloring outside the lines. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.